Good evening. It's eight o'clock uh, Wednesday night, and we're going to uh, talk a little bit and learn together about the parasha of Breshit. This year, I want to say, is dedicated to Louis Nefesh Chanoch Ben Chaim Yosef Alevi Zichranolivracha, and the donor wanted to remain anonymous. So the parish is Breshit. You know, Breshit is, on the one hand, probably the most difficult parasha in the Torah. And the other hand, the most disappointing because we don't have enough time. We don't really have enough time. The ideas in the parasha of Breshit are so overwhelming that it's hard to imagine that uh, we could get through them in a week. I mean, you'd have to have great knowledge, great understanding, a kind of brilliance in order to get through the parish of Breshit. I'd like to talk about one issue that kind of makes itself known to us through the parasha, through the parasha of Breshit. Uh, we look at the Psukim in Perik Vav, Psukim Hey, Vav, Zion, Chet. The last Psukim in the Parsha. Last Psukim in the Parsha, I mean, you know, those of us who are diligent about trying to review the Parsha <coughs> during the week, before we get to Shabbat, you know that you hardly ever get to the end. I mean, you probably don't even know what's at the end. So we'll take this opportunity to uh, learn about the last psukim of the parasha of Breshit. The first of these psukim, pasuk hey, v'yar Hashem ki rabah ra'at ha'adam ba'aretz. V'yar Hashem. And God saw. I mean, it, it obviously doesn't mean that but it means more than, it's not what we call to see, but it means something more profound. We'll, we'll leave it be for a moment. Ki ra'ata adam Ra'ata adam, the wickedness that man is capable of. Raba, there's a lot of it. It's out of control. It's really something remarkable. And Yetzer, the word Yetzer means the inclination, the way he inclines himself, what he's thinking about. He just thinks about doing the wrong thing all day long. In other words, I would say that the Torah uh, being written by God includes this confession by God, as though God says, I made, I made the world as it should be, and it didn't turn out. It didn't turn out so well. It didn't turn out so well. And if you think that that interpretation is misguided or misplaced, look at the next pasuk. And God was unhappy. He was unhappy ki asa et ha'adam ba'aretz. 
he was unhappy that he made man. I mean, he looked around at what he had made, so to speak. I mean, I'm, I know that I'm taking liberty here. But if you say God looked around, he looked around at what was no. was happening. No. He felt badly. I mean, I have no idea what this means because it's about HaKadosh Baruch, it's about God. But if we take the, the, the notion that sometimes you say things that are understood by man, by the by the Torah learner, us in this particular case, and you want us to understand that there's something wrong. So while it's true that Vayitatseva Livot doesn't actually mean about God, what it might mean about a man, but the, 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 in some way the general idea is there. So God is unhappy, God is unfulfilled, the world is not as it should be, and then the next pasuk says, Vayoma Hashem emchet ha'adama shebarati me'al adama I will wipe him out, this man that I have that I have created, Ashabarati, me Adama, from the face of the earth. Me Adam Ad Adremes, Ad and as in the Pasuk includes the destruction of every living thing. Which brings us to another notion that kind of living things are connected to human things. And if the human beings are, uh, are uh, uh, remiss in performing their obligations, the animals around them are also going to be remiss. Now you remember, just we just recently, well not just, but recently we went through Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur in the afternoon, Maftir Yonah. The story of Yonah is the story of tshuva, of repentance. The people in Ninveh, they took Yonah at his word. They knew that it was going to happen. It wasn't like, like they were so introspective, but they knew that they lived desultory lives, that they were unable, that they were unable to defend themselves against an accusation from heaven. They knew all of that. And so they entered into a process of repentance, but not just the people in Ninveh, but the animals in Ninveh as well. And here, Akkadish Bohu writes in this Pasuk, Vayomer Pasuk Zayin, Vayomer Hashem Imchet Adam Shabarati, Adama, and then Adam Vaad man, animal. Ad remes, re'ad creeping things, uh, birds in the heaven, right? Of course, what's missing it becomes an issue later on in the parish of Noah, of a fish. Ki asitim, the pasuk says, God says, I feel badly that I made them, that I that I, that I made such a mess. I mean, this is a kodesh Bohu talking. These are the words in the Torah. These are not the drosha that somebody made up. 
this is the Torah itself telling me something about the creation of the world. Something about the creation of the world. And we could summarize it by saying, as in Pasuk Chet, Ki kol machshevot libo, kol machshevot libo, the inclination in his thoughts, the thoughts of his heart, that's apparently where thinking comes from, in certain areas, rak ra kol hayom. All of that produces, produces only ra. Produces only ra all the day. That's all they think about, is how they could be worse than they were. How they can do more criminal acts against God than they have already done. Uh, the last pasuk, and that's also the last pasuk of the parish of Bereshit. Right, the last pasuk, Noach Matzachein Hashem. Somehow, you know, to get me out of this terrible state that the first three pasukim put me into. It's a mess. It's wrong. It didn't turn out right. God didn't. God's own creation took a stand against God. Ah, Noach Matzachein Veinei Hashem. So we don't know about Noah. We don't know who he was or how good he was and how he was compared to others, but we understand that Noah is the is what we catch on to. Noah's gonna gonna give us uh, a reason to live on, to do more, to keep going. That's all gonna come to Noah. But before we get to Noah, I mean we're not gonna get to Noah today. But before we get to Noah, before we get to those what about what about this story? Ki Rabata Adam Hayom. How did that happen? How how is it possible? I mean it's a it's a question that you might want to think about. How could it happen? That God's creation, I mean, God is, there's no Ra in God, let's say. I mean, I don't know for sure. But I can imagine that this argument would be would be a good one. There, there's no evil in God. And how could God's product be consumed with evil? I mean, how does it happen? Before we go on and look at the Rashi and these Sukim, I want to mention a pasuk in Mishlei. Now you know that Mishlei was written by Shlomo Amalek a long after, long after the, the creation of the world. And Shlomo Amalek uh, was a wise man. He knew about things. And Rashi explains the psukim in the book of Mishlei, which was written by Shlomo Amalek, in light of that wisdom. That idea that Shlomo Amelch knew something that is important for us, us to know. So the pasuk that I'm looking at is in Mishlei Perikafei Pasuk Kafalev Imraev Sonacha Achalu Lechem. If your enemy, you find that your enemy is hungry, Achilehu Lechem, feed him. Bread, vim tsamei hashkehu mayim. I don't know if this is the height of humanistic philosophy or uh, 
I mean, it just goes to show that, that the categories, I mean, this is what the Pasuk says, the categories of, of, of enemy and the category of enemy, it, it's not a real category. It can be it can be changed. So if you confront your enemy, give him something to eat if he's hungry. Give him something to drink if he's thirsty. Because enemy doesn't really exist. I mean, it's a mistake. It's it's something you're confused about. But you're not really you're not really the pasuk. The pasuk says son acha. So Rashi says. Imraeb Sonacha, he says, Kimachma, oh, Rashi says. Rashi he says, okay. Makes sense. It's, a, it's an interesting pasuk. It's a good idea. It's something that would make the world a better place to live in. All of that is true. Kimachma, oh. Rashi says, it's Kimachma. Then Rashi goes on. He says, oh, it is not enough. I mean, after all, it's Shlomo HaMelech. He's trying to tell us, give us words of wisdom, of understanding. So Rashi goes on, and Rashi says, Rashi says, Rabbeinu Pershu, our great rabbis, explained as follows: Al that this pasuk is not a pasuk about a person who's sonacha, but it's about the yetsahara that's in within you. Imraevhu, if the yetsahara is hungry, the Omelicha and tells you Lasbi O Baavera, the Yetzara says, make me happy. Do something wrong. I mean that's what a Yetzara is. Yetzara operates on the person who knows that it's wrong. They're talking about people who don't know what they're doing or don't understand. They're talking about people who do know what they're doing. So what is Yetzirah? It's the drive that the good people have to do the wrong thing. They have to understand that. It's the world is not divided up by, you know, the good people and the bad people. But as the Balatanya pointed out, the world is divided up between the people who control the goodness in them and act accordingly and the other group of people are also good people but they don't always manage to protect themselves they they give in they give in to the Yetzirah so Yetzirah in the time of Shlomo Amalek which is long after the time of Adam Arishon and Noah and Adam Arishon we saw what did we see uh, again, let me finish the Rashi. Mishochet atzmecha lebeta midrash. Pull yourself, drag yourself to the beta midrash. Vachilehu milchama shel Torah, and bring that Yetzirah into the Beit midrash and fight the battle of Torah. V'kein hashkehu mayim. And also, if he's thirsty, if he's thirsty, meaning he wants something of you, he, the Yetzirah, wants you to do something, wants you to do the wrong thing, bring him to the Beit HaMidrash. Give him the Torah. 
and the Torah will explain to him, will help him to understand that nothing can be done. So you see from this Rashi, in the book of Mishlei, which is written by Shlomo HaMelech, the man who had the wisdom, represents the wisdom of life and the wisdom of the Torah. This person, this person Shlomo HaMelech, he says, you know, according to Rashi, according to the Chachom and Chazal, they saw it as being a parable, and he said, you know, the Yetzirah is always working to make you do things that you shouldn't do. And your only defense against the Yetzirah is the Torah. That's what the Gemara says. That's your defense against the Torah. So you see, from this Pasukim Mishli, which was written a long time after the Pasukim that we read in Bereshit, that even though the world is about to undergo a tremendous change, we call that the Mabul, which we will perhaps talk about next week, we call that, we, that's the Mabul, nevertheless, nevertheless the result is similar. The result is similar. There's a Yetzirah, and the Yetzirah is, uh, is contained, according to this Rashi, by Torah, if you involve yourself, if you're connected to, if you become one of the people who sees the Torah as the basis, the foundation, as the Rambam saw, of the life that they want to lead, so then the Yetzirah can be controlled. The Yetzirah, but the Yetzirah is still there. It's still in you. It hasn't changed. So we still are kind of wondering what do you need this Yetzirah for, let's say? I mean, doesn't this present an ever-present danger? So let's look at the Rashi at least a little bit. The Rashi in Pasuk Vav, we'll go back to the to the Pesukim of the Chumash. Vayinachem Hashem ki God was sorry about the fact that he made man. Nechamaita lefanav shebra'av v'tachtonim, it was something that a Kodesh Baruch Hu could go along with because he was created in the lower world. If he would have been part of the upper world, he would, he would have caused trouble, merit, like there would be some kind of revolution. The second part of that save. The word that he was sad, according to Rashi, refers to the man, Eli Boshel Makom. Okay. Allah b'machshavto shel makom lahatsivo. That God thought to make him sad. Zehu tergum unculus. And that's how unculus understood it by yet at save man, Eli Bo of God. Another way of understanding the Pasuk is that God was sad. That God switched from being the God of mercy to the God of judgment. Allah 
it, he, God thought of what to do with this man and what he had done in the world. Wherever the Torah uses that word, Nichum Nechama, Lishon Nimlach Malasot. Nimlach means to reconsider, to think about. So it means that God was thinking about what to do. Right? Then Adam, by Yinachem, for an example. Right? Okay, Vaidatsebelibo skip a line in the Rashi. Vaidatsebelibo nit abel alavdan maseyadav. God was in mourning because he was gonna lose out or we were going to lose the creation, what was created. Kimo, etc. So Vaidatsebelibo means that God was not saddened about the fact that the creation was as it was, but he was sad that he was going to lose the creation. So that this is sort of, according to Rashi, an introduction, an introduction to the God thinking about how to treat the world that turned out to be less than perfect, right? And that the less than perfect has a name. And the name of less than perfect is Ra. That's what it's called. And while we don't know exactly what the Ra that is referred to here is, even though the beginning of the next parish of Noah, there is a reference, but we don't really know what it was that the Ra that we're talking about is, but we know that in the new world that will be created, that is represented by the Pasuk in Mishlei, right? And that is uh, uh, explained by, by Shlomo HaMelech and in turn Chazal through Rashi, right? That that world, the difference between the world that turned into a world of Ra and the world that is somehow can keep the Ra under some sort of control the difference between those two words, worlds according to Rashi, according to the Gemara, is Torah. It was the, the opportunity to keep Ra under control, the opportunity to keep the Ra under control exists because of the Torah. And so you could say that history, history, Breshit, and then Noah, those parashiyot are there to teach us that we have the option of dealing, not that a new man was created. I mean, after all, you remember, you have to remember that Noah, uh, that what we know about Noah, I mean, yes, he listened to God, he built an ark, he sat in the ark and waited for the waters to subside. But when he got out of the ark, he was just as bad as he was before, and he did things that he should not have done, and the world that was established under the leadership of Noah was, seems to me, very similar to the world from which Noah came. Ra, ra, ra kol hayom. I mean, kol hayom is definitely what you could say about Noah. But there's a difference and the difference is that the world was now preparing for the receiving of the Torah, and the Torah itself 
would produce a guide for men, women, children, all to understand how to deal with that rara called Hayom. So you have to understand that the punishment that God meted out to the world was severe. It was a tremendous punishment. Tremendous, I mean, not great, but tremendous in terms of its its uh, uh, abrasiveness. Everybody died. Noah and his family lived. And Noah was the same Noah that existed before. The same Noah. But the world was going to change because the world would be able to understand, the world would understand that it needed the Torah, that it needed the Torah in order to fight off, to ward off the Yetzer Hara. The Yetzer Hara, to get to, to the point where if the Yetzer Hara is pulling you in the direction of sin, all you have to do, not all you have to do, but what you have to do is to schlep that Yetzirah into the Beit Midrash and to learn Torah.